When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to, Welcome to Mile High Hockey Lab. Mile High Hockey Lab. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Mile High Hockey Lab podcast. This is our 14th episode. We're so excited. Presented by uh, Mile High Hockey, the SB Nation uh, Colorado Avalanche blog. We're here to talk about the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I am your host, Ezra Parter, joined uh, by by the crew, the crew, the writers for Mile High Hockey. It's not everybody, but a bunch of us. Um, uh, I've I've got our our managing editor Evan here. Sup 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 sup. Uh, Jackie Kay is here. Hello hello. And Adrian Hernandez. Hello. Who's also producing this episode while he's talking? Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Multitasking at its finest. That's right. That's right. That's that's the sports world is all juggling. Sports mm-hmm. are just juggling. Um, but uh, we got a we got a great show for you all today. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, if you are here currently and you haven't already subscribed, don't hesitate. Just do it. By the end of the episode, you'll thank yourself for having already done it. Um, you can share the episode with folks if you want to. That would help us out a ton. Uh, and definitely, uh, if you're not listening on YouTube, do that. It helps us the most. If you're listening somewhere else, thank you for that. But also, you know, consider YouTube. It's it's the way to go. Then you can also see how uh comfortable i am spewing out all of this to start the episode <laughs> and you can see our, our 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 fun beautiful faces um we have a great episode today like i said we're going to talk about the all-star game that just happened we're going to get into our live poll of the week which is about what's going to happen with the avalanche and we're going to look around the nhl and at some of what's been going on so far at the trade deadline and then uh, ahead of the trade deadline, I should say. Then we're going to preview tomorrow's game against the Penguins. Um, but before we get into all that, um, how's everybody doing? I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. I missed I last know, week. Right? <laughs> it feels like these weeks are like turning into like two week st- stints in my mind, especially when the All Star <laughs> game happens and there's no ho- real hockey to kind of like. Yeah, I definitely got out of my rhythm of like watching games every morning and the and taking some notes. It's just like a week off from hockey. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's fine because the Avs needed it, which I'm That's I'm sure we can also probably go into that more. But yeah, man, I don't I don't get asked about how I'm doing. I'm doing good, Ezra. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it. Glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> how about you, Jackie? Doing well? Yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. in there. That sounds, okay. That doesn't sound convincing, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay, good because I'm worried. I don't want to worry about you because I like you a lot. You should be oh. good. <laughs> I'm good. A woman of many words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just saving them. There you go. Saving them for hockey. I hear you. Well, then let's get into it. The All-Star game just – the All-Star weekend, I should say. The All-Star festivities just happened. Uh, I know some of us watched. Some of us didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying which one I am. But um, <laughs> I definitely did see the highlight of Kale McCarr wiping out, blowing a tire, doing the fastest skater challenge. Yeah. And hitting those soft little uh, pads over in the corner, were y'all worried? I didn't. So I, I didn't get second. to watch. 
<laughs> yeah, go sorry go ahead jackie i was just gonna say for a split second you're just kind of yeah. like ah <laughs> but yeah. um yeah it is nice to put up the pads i guess i was just like i want to know what his time is i just <laughs> i was just like can he just not go again i mean yeah that's come on. silly i agree yeah what 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 does it hurt to let somebody go again i don't know i guess they'd be doing it all night if they <laughs> let everybody go again people would be saying it, it was that it was that or McCarr wipes out again. And I don't know if either would be that great for, yeah, that's, that's for Av's faithful. Yeah, I, I didn't get I didn't get a chance to watch it live. I was I was doing things that night. And so then I, I like checked on my phone really quickly and like just tuned in really quickly while I could and I was like, wait, McCarr got 22 seconds. Like what's that? <laughs> what like happened? did we did did we get lied to? Like <laughs> is McCarr like is he actually human now? But is he just a genie? I didn't know. Yeah. So once once I saw the replay, I was like, "Oh God!" Like, out of all of the storylines this season with the Abs injuries, it would just have been typical if a player had gotten hurt at the All Star Weekend. Like, and if, if him of all people, oh, but I'm Seriously. glad. I'm glad that's not the case. I'm glad that is. Whew. Yeah, they they, they have <laughs> the pads breath. up there. Thank God. But you know, from the angle too, the first angle, like the live angle. Cause I watched, I watched that from the jump and I was like, Oh my God, he's not wearing a helmet. And it looked like the only thing that would possibly be vulnerable in a situation that he was in was like his head. Cause the pads were only what looked like a foot tall, maybe like a foot and a half tall, but then they <laughs> yeah. showed the other angle and it's him with his tongue out and he's grinning from ear to ear. I'm like, all right, this dude is fine. We're cool. Yeah. He's having fun with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Nate and Miko, of course, were giving it, Just giving it to him on the dying, bench. Yeah. So oh, yeah. And speaking of Nate and Miko, the three of them kind of put on a show in in the the three on three tournament. It didn't end up going Central's way in the final, but they looked they looked good on the stat sheet. I didn't again, I didn't watch, but they looked good on the stat sheet. Uh, it seemed like they had a, had a great time. Um, did anybody did anybody actually watch that game? Or? I did. Yeah. yeah how did it look. Um, you know, it's funny because they did uh, keep them together, so. Yeah. Like the three of them went out every single shift, and um, so it was really cool to see them together. But it's funny how it unfolded is that they um, they played the first game against the Pacific and obviously beat them, and then sat mm-hmm. for the second game, and then the third game. It really felt like an avalanche third period. Like the team <laughs> came out really slow and lethargic. They couldn't score a goal like it took 15 minutes for that team to score a goal and it's like this is the all-star game like right. what is how, this how is it even possible that it takes you 15 minutes to score a goal <laughs> and then miko scores the first one like okay just like the avs right and then um and then it went back and forth a little bit and um i think they pulled the goalie near the end or something mm-hmm. and then like mckinnon and mccarr each got like a goal with 30 seconds left and it's right. like this was like such an avalanche third period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I know who cares. Get out to the slow starts then. <laughs> yeah. Like I know it's like who cares who wins the all-star game, but when, I don't know, once you're at that point, you're in the finals. It's just like, you know, they're competitive guys. Like yeah. you still want to win. So. Yeah, I was, I, I'm, I'm interested um, in like finding a way to make that more competitive because the balance I think between like, how competitive the goalies are and how competitive the players on the ice are is like pretty off balance, especially for an all-star game. Like if, if they're going to loaf, like it should be loafing that turns into like 
15 to 20 goals in every one of those games. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. and, and I'm not saying like goalies should loaf, but I, it's like ingrained in them to not do that ever so that you can't really expect it. And then at the same time, I feel oh, like Hellebuck the, looked like he was pushing that limit. <laughs> yeah, he was the whole, I feel like he was, yeah, I feel like he was playing the whole game, the whole time, pretty much, you know, give or take a few That's good i like that but my i would watch too, the game if it was all that exactly <laughs> but i think where it's missing is like there's nothing really to risk injury for for the skaters themselves yeah. and so no, it's and, like, uh, why would you do it and i would just wonder if there's a way to make it matter kind of like you know how the mlb they use the all i don't know if they still do this but they used to use the all-star game just between the al and nl to decide who had home field advantage in the oh, that's series. right I don't think so, they yeah, did that anymore. Yeah, something like that, where like, um, which one would get the advantage? Maybe in the Cup Finals, like who gets home? Right, that would or be something like that. Just because then I feel like, you know, they'd have something to play for in unison as their division, you know, re- representing their division, and because it could even go that far instead of just East and West, it could, you could say like which division has. Uh, based on these playoff rankings, how you get home ice priority later in the later mm-hmm. rounds, you know, then it gets even weirder. So I don't know. Yeah, I it's like just, that too. Yeah. An incentive would be nice. And I agree with you. Like nobody is expecting to see like real hard back checking or mm-hmm. defense. But yeah, to go 15 minutes without a goal for your team, like the, <laughs> that's what people want to see. And so yeah. – it almost feels like sometimes they don't want to show the other guys up. And, like, I get that. But, like, the point is for the fans and the kids to see the kind of skill that these guys have. Right. If they're trying, like, a super dangle or something, it's not to embarrass the other guy. It's just to showcase your skill. Like, that's why you're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I, Makar yeah. in particular, like, he was really trying not to, like, do anything that special <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say i if anybody was gonna do something special especially on defense i thought it would have been kale like he would have been like oh no i i still don't want people to score on me like that that's where i thought his head would be at but back to your point though adrian i don't think the mlb does that anymore unfortunately okay. which is which is sad but also a random idea that just popped in my head while we were discussing that what if the team who wins the tournament so you know the atlantic won it this year um, and then whoever is the MVP of said team or of, of like the all-star team and like the team that they play for, right? So Kachuk won it and plays it for the Panthers, right? Right. What if the winner and the MVP of the all-star game, their team then gets to host like the draft over the summer? Or yeah, there you go. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Something... I feel like they yeah. they had already like decided that Kachuk was gonna win it when yeah. that when the Atlantic was in the finals because like yeah. Larkin had a hat trick <laughs> and like he scored the first goal but he didn't do anything else and it was like come on you know Larkin yeah. had the hat <clears throat> the hat trick and I forget one other guy did really well and it was like it should have oh Pasternak I think he had several goals and it should have been between those two so when they named it Kachuk I was like oh come on come like on, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's the, home the, the home bias yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And like and eighty I mean, of yeah. his family members were there, and it's just like yeah. it is about in the box. Um, yeah, it is kind of like about putting on a good show for the home fans. So I get that, but also, yeah, if we can't find a way to incentivize these players to to play hard and put on a good show, then it's not going to be a good show. It's not so. worth it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So but here's a pitch. Okay. The the winning division guarantees that no team from their division will get the first overall draft pick. Ooh. <laughs> and we have we, we have like Coglianos and and these guys in the All Star game, <laughs> right? Because they'd be like, Who's no, because the good teams don't want their wear pucks. <laughs> the, the good teams don't want the the bad teams in their division to be getting Connor Bedard. I, I, it would they'd be, be the all grit team because they would have rosters just full of guys who would block <laughs> shots and be great on the kill. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah be like spend the whole three on three plan. Keep away. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Go, just get involved. Make it a defensive showcase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jamie. Ben that's exactly the what the NHL wants. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, should we get into our uh, our live poll, there, Adrian? Yeah. All right. Great. So, um, our live poll today is uh, a look at what's going to happen to the Avalanche. Uh, it's going to be on our on our Twitter right now, um, you'll be able to vote for for what you think is going to happen. Question is, this year's Avalanche team will blank. The options are, one, go back-to-back, back. two, win the West, three, make the conference final, four, win a playoff series, or five, miss the playoffs. And if you choose miss the playoffs, you have to explain yourself. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> so um, let's, let's, let's start in here while Adrian's posting that. Uh, uh, Evan, what do you think? What's your answer? Uh, um, I mean, obviously the, obviously the heart goes back to back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote a piece about it this, this morning slash late last night and like midnight, but that like the abs are, are wanting to be back and they have the belief to be back. I know McKinnon commented on it over the break, um, that, that, you know, he, he really wants to, to go back to back and his team wants to go back to back. I mean, that's kind of just been the mantra ever since, September with the when they talked about it during preseason during the media availability then um and you know I don't think there's any reason they couldn't they've got reinforcements coming in case you missed it Bowen Byram is back he's playing yeah, uh against Pittsburgh uh-huh. tomorrow um he is back from his lower body injury um so is Val Nachushkin he is back from his own upper body injury um obviously both of those guys are going to be key down the stretch here um it gives the abs a lot more defensive depth byron will hopefully be able to to you know play some more minutes and you know get in obviously he's going to start off rusty he hasn't played since early november it's been three months so um you know he's he's gonna need some time so don't expect him to fly out of the gate immediately but if he does hey then great for us but um you know he'll He'll, he'll he'll need some he'll need some minutes under his belt, and then you know he'll obviously progress later on in the season. Of course, Nachushkin, we've we've seen what he can do on the forecheck, and and you know being able to to make the Avs play sixty minutes and play a two hundred foot game. Um, and the Avs are better with him in the lineup. So with those two alone, you know it's already great. Manson's going on the trip, but he's not he's not playing. Um, It'll be 11 forward, seven defensemen again, as they had been before the break um, mm-hmm. that Bednar will be rolling with. And then obviously Landis Cog's about a month down the line. So there's no reason they couldn't. Just, they just need things to go right still. They need guys like Manson and Landis Cog to stay on track to get back healthy. And they also need, you know, knock on wood, players to not get hurt again or not at least get hurt severely enough or as much in numbers um so that way then you know 
no disrespect that we don't have to play John Luke Foodie, you know, every night. So, right. um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see why not. I think realistically, I think, I think they'll make the conference final. That's what I'll say. Well, I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Okay. All right. Hope, hope for more. Make, make the conference final, hoping for more. Jackie, what do you think? Um, I think I'm going to go win around, and I guess that doesn't necessarily mean they can't do more. Um, but I feel like they've lost depth and they haven't really rebuilt that. I think it's going to take time for them to have a team as deep as they did last year. I think it took them five years to get to that point. And, um, like, I'm never going to count this core out. Like, who knows? Georgiev could get hot and Miko could score 15 goals. Kale could score 10. You never know. Like, I'm not going to take that completely off the table but I just don't quite think this team is where it was and I think it's going to take time to get back but um and I think it's going to be tough like they probably are going to play Dallas or Winnipeg I do think they're going to make the playoffs they're probably going to play Dallas or Winnipeg and and both of those have coaches that kind of know how to thwart the abs so um it might be a tough sneaky tough first round matchup for them uh if it does shake out that way so if they even won a round against one of those teams, I don't even think it would be like that disappointing, even though of course everyone wants them to win again. And I think they will eventually, but maybe just not this year. Okay. Adrian, how are you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I think Jackie has a lot of, of good things to say uh, right there. Just, just in the fact that it's like, I, I interpret this poll two ways. Like, where do I want them to finish? Obviously I want them to go back to back. I think they're capable. Um, I just you don't do? know how realistic that is of a goal based on the context of the season and how injuries have kind of gone. So I, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm not really ready to double down or like be, if I were a betting man, I'm not picking the abs to win the Stanley cup right now. Although the odds might be better now <laughs> than they should have, should be. <laughs> yeah, they're a safe they bet do again, go back to back. Yeah, they, they're probably a safer bet now than they were last year, funny enough. But I, I just don't, I, I'll find out a lot in March when they have 16 games and 31 calendar days. Basically, we're going to know if this team is for real in two ways because the trade deadline will come and go. So we'll get a message from management as to whether and how they see the season where they think the team is at. Because if you see them do the 2C thing, they're trying to strike while the iron is hot. Uh, if you see them do the you know depth forward stuff, they're you know trying to be a little better up the middle, but they're not willing to leverage the future. But then again, you know if they do absolutely nothing and they try or even trade some players for future assets, that might be something where it's like, okay, what do they see that we don't? And then on top of that, like I said, the 16 games in 31 days, you're going to find out results-wise just how serious this Avalanche team is in terms of being another a contender again. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I also want to see if they can stay healthy for a month. Yeah, for real. Like, you know, it, it it's going to be a, a difficult February in the schedule, and we've talked about that. And, of course, we want to see, like, can they beat some of these teams they need to beat? I also just want to see who can stay healthy for a month. Yeah. I think that's going to be a big factor in in my Good mind point. too, because yeah. if if you get these guys back and they and they stay back, that's one thing. But then if you just start losing other guys, it's you know it's kind of the way it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Who is totally. it? Who is it that's been played all the? Miko's played every game. Newhook has played every game. O'Connor. Even O'Connor. O'Connor. Is EJ? EJ. I think EJ. EJ, yeah. EJ played. I think. I think it's just those four that have played all the games this year for the Avs. If I was, I saw that. I saw with that stat somewhere pre All Star break. So, I mean, yeah, I'm with Jackie. I'm with Jackie on that point. You know, get get your players back have them play for more than a month please well i'll say that it's guaranteed they go back to back uh (laughs) well they will all thank you for being right we will will gladly be wrong and we will we will be happy to say you were right you believed (laughs) and we should all just listen to you (laughs) that's right no i mean my real answer that's i i do think it's definitely in the cards uh, to go back to back but it's one of those things that like very very rarely happens in sports right. and especially in hockey so it's it's not something that anybody should be uh counting on but if you look at the west I, I agree with you that dallas or winnipeg could be a challenge but i'm not really worried about the pacific division if they make it that far i'm not worried about uh not really anybody else uh, and then maybe that's naive. The this is not the same team as last year that that romped through the the Western Conference side of the playoffs. But uh, it's also mostly the same team, and those teams are mostly <laughs> the same. So yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not too worried about the West side of the bracket. The East side of the bracket is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Beating Boston or or Carolina or even Tampa again, it's not a guarantee. So um, it's it'd be it's hard to pick back to back. But I will say. I've been playing NHL 23 and uh, <laughs> I've won 10 straight cups. <laughs> so I think it's possible. I think uh, it's possible. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Tell me how also, quickly and who did you trade immediately? Cause that's always the question, right? Manson's always my trade because oh. his contract's <laughs> just not very good. I, I love Manson. <laughs> See, everybody has that person that as soon as they yeah. take over the team, they're like, I'm getting rid of this guy. What do you, what do you get back? Uh, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> no, it's like that. Like I like Josh Manson; he's a good player, and he and he's a good fit in the real world. But in the game, uh, I just oh, gotta yes. play okay, if I'm gonna be able to resign. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Also, you can add JT Comfort to the list of every single of a player who's played every single game. I didn't oh, realize great. that. Of course. I, oh, okay. Of course. I didn't realize Comfort played all 48. I definitely thought he was <laughs> missed at least one or two in the midst of all that chaos. But um, in I classic Comfort fashion, he's undervalued. I was gonna say I think I think we'll get to this later on in the show, but like he's probably the guy that I think teams are gonna go after pretty hard based on his status. Because I think his next contract in his mind is probably gonna be his best. And yeah. that 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 still might be pretty competitive in the scope of what these teams some of these teams who'd be interested have. So be on the lookout yeah. for that. 
yeah, yeah. definitely definitely interesting conversation to talk about but before we get there um still on this poll before we see the results um uh obviously for players it's always cup or bust do you think that uh the apps front office is thinking that way or or uh, I mean, it seems pretty clear to me that that there there's a bit more of a long term view um, in in upper management. But uh, but yeah, that's the question that's that's on my sheet here. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, I would say no. I agree with you. It does seem like um, just the way that they've held on to their first round picks ever since Sackick took over. Um, I don't like the cup or bust mantra anyway, because like, if you go all, all in, you're done, right? Like that, mm -hmm. that's what all in means. It's like, that's right. you push the chips in and either you win, win it all, you're done. Like you walk away mm -hmm. from the table and your game is over. So we know that this isn't like the last hurrah or whatever. We know that this core is hopefully going to have at least as long as Miko's here, like at least three more years. And if he resigns, hopefully longer. So I don't think they should look at it that way. And just the way the season has unfolded, it's not like they're on track for a president's trophy run, another super run. So I don't know why you would go all in on this year. But yeah. I understand also the window doesn't last forever. But um, so I'm going to say no. Um, if they could find a deal that also helps them down the road, like a Lekkonen kind of thing, which I think is going to be tough because they don't they don't have the assets for that anymore so they might have to get creative they might have to trade a comfort to get picks and then flip those picks for an rfa they can keep around you know that that's assuming a lot that takes a lot of moves to execute that so i'm not really expecting it so i do think that they're going to maybe have a little bit quieter of a year i think the nieto deal was an indicator of what they're looking for mm -hmm. and to get an nhl player and basically not really pay anything i, I think is it's like exactly if they can pull those off, then they haven't used any of their assets. They've bolstered the team. I don't think anybody should be disappointed if that's the route they go. So I kind of expect slash hope that we'll, we'll see. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it, too. Uh, Evan, what do you think? Yeah, pretty much ditto what Jackie said. Um, I was I was going to mention that, you know, if there was any time where the abs kind of went, you know, Cupper bust was last year um, okay. with their with the movement movements of like Justin Barron and Drew Hellison, you know, getting away and bringing in an Arturi Lekkinen and Andrew Cogliano, things like that. Um, that was that was really, I think, the most active the Avs have been, honestly, probably at a trade deadline in a long time um, because because of that. Um, so, you know, I think I yeah, I'm pretty much a Jackie. I pretty much echo echo everything that that she said so um yeah like it, similarly the nieto move i think is is one that kind of just exemplifies the where the where the front office is with this moving forward so yeah good job jackie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Adrian, I'll, yeah i'll just to keep the poker puns going like i'll double down on everything that they just said i will say <laughs> um <laughs> i will say though that i I'm cautiously, I don't know if, I don't want to get roasted, but I'm honestly cautiously optimistic that management will take a step back and think about the fact that their window is as long as honestly some of these longer contracts like Makar. For, for the last few years, the scope has been the McKinnon contract, right? 
and you're getting him at a huge discount. So now's the time. That was and that was I was on the top of that hill. Now I'm feeling more like we have some of these guys that fit a team who's really trying to make a run, who is in that same sort of opportunity that we were in three years past. And we might be able to leverage a roster player into some serious draft capital and, and possibly prospect equity that we wouldn't really see if the Avs do decide to go for it again. Um, and not only would we not see it like in the, in the next two years, but like even more so into the future, because you're still going to have to leverage, you know, the next available top three picks if you really want something good. So I just, I, I kind of do hope that they go with the contracts they have, maybe even offload someone to kind of fight back against the tide because the window now is Makar's contract and we'll see how his value changes over time because we've seen other defenders get paid. Um, and we'll see that again this year at the trade deadline. We'll start seeing some numbers, and then we're going to compare it to the Makar contract and go, honestly, that's pretty good. So that's just my two cents on the matter. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. I mean, uh, go ahead, Jackie. I was just saying, yeah, he could be worth like $15 million by then. I mean, who knows? It depends what the cap is. It's, right. it's hard to really guess, but – um, like I said, I just want to say I feel like it's through Miko's contract, which is three more years, um, because I I think they will try to keep him. I mean, he is definitely part of this core, but I just don't think it's set in stone. So, mm-hmm. um, like, like if they do keep him, then I agree with you. It's probably the length of Makar's deal before they have to pay him like fifteen or whatever it is. But in until they sign Miko, I'm kind of thinking it's an like that far like the three years and then we'll see gotcha yeah Yeah. i agree that makes sense that makes more sense in terms of like next man up time-wise for sure and as far as like offloading somebody to to make back assets i think um doing it in season feels like a swing i wouldn't take because this team could still make noise and that seems like it's punting on a season that there's still an opportunity like it 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 could be the right move It, it could ultimately like you move Comfort, for example, and it frees up Newhook to to move up the lineup and step into that role. And we've seen how he's excelled in the third line role right now. So maybe he has another step that 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 would help him take. Um, but it also is stripping down a roster that's already a little bit bare. So uh, it seems like that's probably not the move if I'm in charge. But what it, what is the move? I think is if Byram shows out and he shows that he's ready to be uh, a number one defender who can stay healthy uh, or a number two defender, I should say, since McCarr's on the team still uh, <laughs> you can move uh, Taves before his, when he has one year left on his deal for a big, big haul in the off season, probably make yeah, up a okay. ton of Timing asset wise. capital. Gotcha. Uh, and I think that's, if I'm, if I'm sitting in the GM's office down at ball arena, which I assume the office is in the arena. That's, um, that's such <laughs> an interesting point because like how do how does a gm's move at the deadline affect the room like because if you're mm-hmm. a player you want to feel like your gm's bringing in guys to like reinforce and yeah specifically well, that's I, why yeah i feel like McKinnon i feel like would be like what the hell <laughs> yeah yeah you're just not going to take anyone off the roster and just accept futures you would have to flip it for something yeah yeah that's good so point. it would have to be like a lekkonen move where you get the picks and then you go out and get an RFA like that that can come and step in. Cause right. You're not going to sell it to this group. Like, Oh, Hey, you know, we're really low on assets. So we decided to take some for now. Like you definitely have to bring something in with them, but 
also mm-hmm. agree with Ezra that like Taze is probably the one that they really need to think about. Like they they've got to pretty much know now: are we going to give him that massive contract or not? Mm-hmm. And if it's if they're hedging, no, they really should think about it because they could get a lot of pieces and yeah. be able to fill a lot of holes. Like they moved one year very and got Kadri, so it wouldn't be just to get draft picks and. And you know, punt it down a couple years. No, you would you could be getting something that's going to help immediately. Right. So I I do hope they go that route. Um, but it's up to them and what they've decided. All right. And, so, and then the oh, oh. obviously if uh, if Taves is willing to take a contract that fits, then you keep him because he's great. But yeah, but, sure. But uh, but yeah, it's like uh, you were about to get the. Oh, go ahead, Adrian. Sorry. No, yeah, but you're right. I'm about to give the playoff or the play the playoff the poll results for the playoff sure. results. Playoff <laughs> yeah, results. Yeah, I, got please the let us know I was gonna I say the, the NF the NFL scripts are released. They're the NHL ones now too. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> go go but, tell them to fix 2019's one. Uh, Landis Cog was on sides. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a they were supposed to omit that line in this. They forgot <laughs> to do it, man. Uh but yeah. So the poll of the week, like Ezra read earlier, was this year's Avalanche team will blank. Um, and then I put a little disclaimer that said, if you think you, they will miss the playoffs altogether, please explain yourself. The choices were go back to back, win the West, make the conference final, win a playoff series, and, of course, miss the playoffs altogether. Um, the results are go back to back by 43%. Um, coincidentally, though, it goes – Go back to back, then all the way down to the least attractive option, other than not miss altogether, win a playoff series at 21%, then conference final at 19 and win the West at 17 So, I mean, I imagine that's because anybody who thinks they're going to win the West or make the conference final probably thinks they'll go back to back, yeah? I think I that's fair. Yeah. And nobody voted for missed the playoffs, huh? We, I haven't got a single comment, so I didn't put it on the option I did. I didn't oh, have those lines, unfortunately. So we're gonna have gotcha. to call Elon on that. Say, man, like we can't only do four question polls. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> yeah, come on. You need at least like six. six yeah. <laughs> have you not watched hockey? Come on, Elon. Yeah. So I don't... I don't know. What do you think of that? I think that makes sense. I mean, I think yeah. Uh, obviously, everybody wants to be optimistic and have and have a great time with this, and that's go back to back, and then. If people are a little more hesitant about the team, then winning one playoff series is kind of the safe bet. So I think that makes sense that that's where the spread falls. Yeah. I think so too, yeah. Well, cool. Um, let's move on then to we've – seen, we've seen quite a few uh, – just a few trades happen so far in the uh, – yeah. In, in the NHL's this uh in, in basically around the the all-star break with starting with the Bo Horvat trade and then subsequent signature on the dotted line in uh, in the island to stay around for eight years at 8.5 million we saw Jason Megna get nope Jacob Megna Jacob get moved from, <laughs> Jason Megna's in Anaheim we know about yeah. that Jason, <laughs> Jacob Megna got moved from being Eric Carlson's partner in San Jose over to um the Seattle Kraken, and then uh, in Washington, Dylan Strom and oh man, Sonny Milano. There we go. I almost forgot his name. Dylan Strom and Sonny <laughs> Milano both got extended for 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 a little bit to stick around as Capitals. 
Um, anything in any of those deals that, that caught your eyes? We'll uh, start with you, Jackie. Um, I guess it's always interesting when a team takes care of off-season business at this time of year. So um, it obviously makes sense with the deadline coming up that <clears throat> getting some cost certainty and some numbers into the future helps teams. But it's always interesting when you see it. Uh, I guess it's interesting that Milano was the, <clears throat> I think their waiver claim or something, and, and then gave him a three-year deal. Uh, Strom is sort of, interesting that way too he's bounced around a lot so washington does seem like the place that it's like a good landing spot for guys um we know albeit cabell is there now better fit for him there than toronto so i guess it's always interesting when a team starts to take care of business Mm -hmm. uh yeah uh milano was uh on a one-year prove-it deal in washington not not a waiver claim but basically he was okay nobody signed him in the offseason so he was uh he wasn't quite a pto he got a one-year deal but um i think he was on a pto i think in calgary maybe maybe that's what i'm thinking and then then he signed i think he signed after the season started yeah they're something like that Hmm. um but yeah i i was shocked that he didn't stick in anaheim and it, it does i'm not surprised to see him stick in his his next place you know uh although it sounds like there may have been a stopover in calgary in the middle but but yeah i he he seemed like a talented i mean he had the weird thing with aj greer in the offseason when they got into like a bar fight or something but he seems like a talented guy uh so uh, you know it makes sense that washington's trying to get younger with him and strom because uh, obviously Ovi is um an elderly person so um <laughs> <laughs> yeah evan what about you anything stick out i was gonna say the the strom contract is is more what interests me and somebody within the owl the av the owls the abs uh the abs <laughs> we're all breaking colorado avalanche <laughs> gosh someone someone in the in the abs twitter realm had mentioned um that the strom contract i i want to say it was aj but i i am not 100 percent certain um that was like you know it could be related to um it could be related to like comfort's next contract um which obviously is needed this summer um and that's a really good look. I mean, Strom's on, I believe it's five year, 5.5 million um, a right. year. So, I mean, what's Comper's deal at now? Isn't it like four? Three and a half? Oh, three, three and a half. Yeah, he's on Sorry, Strom is five, five years, five million per year. Twenty-five. That's only but five I, million. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's a good comparable for his agent. I was looking at their mm-hmm. um, career uh, production and – um, both of them probably are going to have a career year at total points anyway. I'm not sure if Comfer is going to beat his goal total, but they both have been living around the 30-ish range and probably will top out, let's say, at least probably 40 this year. So it's going to be a pretty straight-up comparable between the two. So I think it is a fair point. Like, it's probably going to take 5x5 five five to keep him, mm-hmm. and I I think you could even extrapolate that to Rodriguez. Like it's probably going to take five by five for either. And they're going to have to choose. Yeah. Which guy's a part of your future. And you know what I mean? That's the question. Cause, and with that being the question that I, I come back still though, to, to comfort at the deadline, like 
is he the kind of person because you know maybe you know if you know now right that you're probably not going to afford Confer and you've chosen Rodriguez why why keep him other than to other than to play for a cup right um but he's you're not going to pay him next year so he's essentially a rental if you don't plan on keeping him and then you know obviously rental at three and a half million dollars that's pretty good but that's something you're gonna have to decide like are you ready to just watch him walk away or and the same goes for rodriguez it's really interesting for me um i think that the abs have more options than people realize you also mentioned like their back end having some possible equity in that Bowen Byram might be further along than we had predicted. Um, and everyone's talked about Sammy G. I'm not going to do that today. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm with you on the Taves train because it's the, the same is true for him. If you're deciding he's not a part of the future, other than to keep him around to make a run to repeat, why is he, what are you going to do? You're just going to lose his value. Essentially what Lou Lamarillo did for us was give him away for nothing. Are we going to then pay it forward, I guess? So there's just well, kind of – there's things – You can only lose so much. They let right. Kadri and Burkowski walk away for nothing. Like, I get the own rental concept. You do kind of have to do that at some point to win a cup, but they did, and, like, they're not generating assets. They haven't been really good at gathering extra picks. Like, everyone always mm-hmm. says, look at Tampa. They get rid of their first, but they still have 10-pick draft classes. Right. Like <laughs> – there's, it comes other ways, right? Yeah, the other teams, yeah. you know, don't have a draft class. We have a sixth and a seventh round pick. Like, there, other teams have more assets. So I think that's something that the Avs have to be very conscious about. Is they're going to have to do something at some point? I mean, they're they haven't shown that they can get anything out of their development system still. So that's, that's what I was going to bring up because yeah. <laughs> yes, they don't have that many draft picks, but also like they weren't doing anything with them anyway. So I feel like trading them for for roster players has been a better way to go than trying to develop people. And, and they keep their first because those players, they hit on a higher percentage of them. Whereas Tampa is like, no, we'll get rid of our firsts and then we're going to hit on our fourths and fifths. And that's, that's a cool, if you can pull that off, great. But I don't even think they're pulling that off either because they're, they end up trading those guys for roster players too. Like with uh, Kachuk and, uh, and uh, what's his name? The guy that they sent to Chicago, Um, the two guys they sent to Chicago uh for brand hagel i mean it's uh man i'm really annoyed i can't remember his name but uh 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 it's coming it's coming first name's t first name starts with t uh this is so boring this is good podcasting i'm I'm trying to think Um, i read so many i know there's tyler johnson was it radish i know there was radish yeah yeah Yeah, it is Yeah, yeah so uh and, and i think he and Kachuk are both higher end picks anyway but but still um, I don't know. I, I don't really have a problem with the own rental thing because like you're what you make, what you gain by letting those guys walk away is cap space, which you can use to sign people who play those roles. So it's not that big of a loss, really. Like, I feel like hockey somehow has become uh, it, hockey's like the only sport where if you lose somebody for nothing, lose somebody for nothing is the term for letting somebody go into free agency, which are right. two very different things because um, but- you are gaining something. You're gaining a roster spot. You're getting cap room. But the other thing is they don't like signing guys in UFA like because they're just too expensive. They're mm-hmm. like the last yeah. guy they really gave a big contract was like Don Spoy. And then, you know, they had to get rid of him. Or, yeah. It was like Soderbergh when they had to give him a five year deal. Like they just they don't really like free agency either because you're not getting a deal there. And 
well, and, and you really have to give term in free agency, and the Avs do not like to give term. So that's, that's why true. they've done all these things. Like, and it's great you can get Rodriguez on like a one year deal, but then you got to pay up like premium. Um, yeah. So <laughs> they can get a few of those around. It's just like, yeah, they're going to have a lot of roster holes, but how are they going to fill them? And that's why the whole development system thing matters because you need cheap to be able to come in and fill some of those roles. And I really have liked the trades for like Taze and Lekkanen. And that, that is a smart use of like second round picks because they're never going to get their second round picks on the team. But right. like the well is dry. They're already out to 2025. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, that's okay. Yeah. Those um, are the picks on the table now, those 2025 picks. Yeah. Like the real ones. Yeah. yeah. And then you start getting into like the present value of money and those picks are devalued if you move them now because every other team out there is going to be able to beat that deal. And so, so the, I see them running they're running into an issue here because Maybe. they're not going to want to overturn anybody in UFA. They, they really can't make those deals that they've had at least for the, a couple years until they really start getting their, their picks back if they can make them. They're not developing anyone. The guy that was the closest, they got rid of for nothing. And so <laughs> it is. It's like, where where are we going to fill the where holes this year mm-hmm. coming up? Well, and like, and it's a, that's my, my long-term thing, concern. Same. Yeah. And my thing with the Taves, the, back to the Taves situation in regards to that, is like, what are you going to pay Taves? Like, Seth Jones is making $9.5 million in Chicago. Darnell Nurse is making nine nine two five in Edmonton, you know? So it's like Dougie Hamilton, $9 million. Kale just got 9 Petrangelo, where do you put him? Because in terms of production, he's a top 20 guy. So you're going to have to pay him, I mean, at minimum, and this would be minimum, like seven seven mil probably? Probably. So, I, I know there's hope. There's, there is hope out there like Wegar. I think his comp isn't outrageous, and he's not a number one D. I think that's the other thing that's going to be the argument is, He's not the number one D on this team. And you look at like Jones and all the other guys you mentioned, like they are yes. the number one yes. D, right. but, um, but I agree. Like you've got to at least be looking at like seven, eight. And, and plus it, if the cap goes up, that's only going to make it go up. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I feel like he's a guy who could stay here, get paid to be a number two or hit free agency and try to get paid to be a number one. And he probably does get paid. So it, to an extent, it comes down to what he wants. If he wants to try that out, he's going to get paid, I think. And if he doesn't want to try that out and he wants to be Kale's partner for the long term, he can choose to take less and do that. But I, I don't know if he'll, I still don't know if he'll fit at that number. So, because right. le- less for him shouldn't be anything less than 7 million. Less for him should be around seven, seven, eight. More for him is like that nine. I can't yeah. imagine him getting 10, but yeah. He might from somebody who's exactly you know, when he's, when you hit the open market, it's that's what it comes down to is like, if he wants, if he's there to get as much money as he can, he'll get an offer in that area. It'll yeah, just speaking of, we are a team like, like <laughs> Florida needs, if they can offload Bobrovsky somehow, they, they need to fill that defense core. Cause it is, uh, it is, it is why they are bad. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, that's, interesting but our next question here this is why we're not gms this this is is why we're not gms it's much easier to speculate than actually have to figure out well they have a lot of info we don't have either though i mean if we knew what some of their internal decisions already were i think um we'd be a lot better making educated guesses let's just say (laughs) that's for sure that's for sure well um 
uh, speaking of educated guesses, who do you think the Avalanche should target in a trade, if anyone? Um, I, I, I'm I'm going to speak on this really quick because I was I was trying to come up with an article where I was looking at how in the past the Avalanche have acquired people who are very good, like players who are getting less than ideal minutes for their their value. Uh, that they're producing guys who like Burakovsky are great on the rush great at breaking into the zone or defensemen who are great at stopping um, break-ins great at uh, blue line protection Um, and I was looking around the league for some of those guys and I couldn't really find any so I didn't come up with a great list to make an article out of um, guys who are, are underpaid undervalued and great at those couple of things that the avalanche typically value um so I don't know. I I, I I wanted to find more. Uh, give give me give me guys to write this article on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That, that's uh, funny because I I was also thinking of maybe doing one, but I'll I'll let you like take the reins on it. It's like a brainstorm session right here. Yeah, because because <laughs> I mean we've heard the big names of of like a Sean Monahan. Who else? Who else has been linked with? Yeah, Tays, uh, Tays. Timo Meyer, which is like definitely yeah, not going to happen. That's not happening. Honestly, all three of those, I don't think there's a. Patrick Kane's probably off the board because it's. I thought I saw a tweet from David P- David P- Pugnota. I I don't remember who it. One of the Nailed main it. NHL. The yeah. fourth period Pugnota. guy. Fourth period. There he is. Uh, he'd said the Rangers and the Stars, so you'd probably take Kane off of that list. Um, and I know we'd also talked about it last week to an extent. Um, and I'd mentioned that they that the Evs would probably go for like a, a more depth player, like someone on the third or fourth line. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, who was it from the Coyotes that we talked about? Was Wait, it Bugstad? I think Bugstad is Bugstad. Yeah. Nick Bugstad. Um, I think I'd thrown out Schmaltz in there, but I don't know how likely that would be. Good player. Um, That's a tough one to get. I said Derek Broussard, and Jackie was like, "Absolutely not." Um, <laughs> so watch molasses. Them uh he, so that's another that's guy that can't stay healthy <laughs> yeah for real my um i like uh sam bennett out of florida depending on how florida mm. fares over the next couple of weeks because one he's a cortex client which i don't know if you've noticed the avalanche or in particular nathan mckinnon likes to recommend that the avalanche go trade and sign guys who are represented by cortex and who work out in that same uh <laughs> off-season group because he has Rodriguez, Kadri, um, Cogliano, Newhook. Like, literally, it's like seven Avalanche players and then, like, 20 other guys from the league. And these most of them are dudes we acquired that weren't already Avs. They're just new Avs. So I honestly feel like they look there because the way that they train suits the way that the Avs are structured. Um, like if you remember last year before they got Cogliano, they even mentioned and McKinnon even said, you know, I knew Cogs from our offseason workouts and I told management to go get him and they did. And I was stoked. <laughs> and then the rest is history. He's the guy who gives the speech that they all kind of like call back to that says it got him going going into game six. So there's like uh, Batherson's a Cortex guy, like which I don't know. He's. Young He's and not probably available. a part of their future in Ottawa. Yeah, I don't I think Ben's available it. either, really. But yeah. maybe. But that's my thing: is Florida's like you talked about Bobrovsky's contract. They're in a weird position too, where they're going to have yeah. to decide whether or not the moves that they made make them an actual competitor, or if they're going to have to start offloading and making another crack at it. I know, obviously, 
the moves they made and the signings they made just this offseason fly in the face of that. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And the NHL is like a quicker league in terms of that than any other. Yeah, and in a way, the move that they made going from getting rid of Huberto and, and Wegar to bring in Kachuk is getting younger. Um, so, you know, in a way that the, it could be true that they're looking to do that. But he does have three this year and then two more years on his deal at $4.45 million, uh, Bennett does, I should say. So, I don't know. He, It's a tough target for me because – I don't see how they fit that money in, but you're you're still looking at moving out Comfer, I know. So, uh, well, actually, I the more we've had this conversation, I think the move is to keep Comfer, pay him, because you get you stay strong up the middle. Hope mm. that new hook continues to develop because he started to show that again. Because you're gonna need that grinder four C anyway. You can typically get him as a as a rental veteran guy heading into the heading into the postseason knowing or trade deadline knowing what you know about your team um and then leveraging a guy like Taves because I do think he's going to be paid more than he's worth no matter what even if he stays just based on who he's who his partner is and I think it's time to let Kale just be the guy who has someone under his wing instead of Kale having, you know, Taves, people always say, well, he, what would he be without Taves as his partner, his whole career? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm willing uh, to wager. He'll still be pretty good. Yeah. I think we saw that yeah. with Ian Graves. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like Barry too. I mean, everyone thought like Barry was this kind of top tier guy when he left the abs and he really hasn't been that guy. And, and I know Graves has been pretty good in New Jersey, but uh, Kale definitely got that guy $10 million. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And we don't want to be the ones – I don't I don't want the Avs to be the ones to pay him, to be honest with you. And I think he's also shown a little bit of – and I don't want to be like – I'm not taking personal shots here. But his game has seemed a little more complacent this season than it was the last two. And, like, I habits turn into um, behavior, and, like, behavior becomes who you are as a player. And I feel like I'm not liking some of the habits I see from him. So – Maybe now's the time to get well, get while the getting's good in terms of him, I guess. Yeah, there, there could be some truth to that. I, uh, for me, a target that I would go for for this year, just to, to, to bring one person in maybe, is like a Sam Lafferty from Chicago, somebody who just is a true bottom-of-the-lineup guy who brings speed right. and grit. And, that, and I feel like he could be a good fit for pretty cheap, but uh, I didn't look too far past Chicago. I'm sure there's more guys out there. Well, it's like we we talked about earlier. It's pretty much if they're they got to come for free. <laughs> That's where yeah. the Avs are at right now. It, it, the, it's like, only going to work if they come for yeah. free. Sorry, I cut ahead of you there, Adrian. I was just, okay. How how old is Sam Lafferty? I'm trying to remember. He's, he's old. old. He's like 31. Oh, really? I was going to say like 28. I don't know. I'll look. I because I was going to say if if he's like maybe like 27 20... years old 27 oh, okay. Oh, okay i was gonna say if, he, if he's older. i was gonna say if he's like 25 to 28 i feel like chicago might want him in their future plans but um i don't know they got rid of kirby uh, doc man they're getting rid of everybody oh, that's... <laughs> like kirby doc oh man well and, and obviously he maybe doesn't fit the abs because he's kind of i don't know awkward but well uh, mccarr sent him off so you know yeah yeah <laughs> But I mean, Boom. you can go to the Makar School of Skating and figure some shit out. I don't know. Well, I'll give a Sorry, little. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. 
Well, hey, good for him. I, I wasn't too sure about him, but good for him in Montreal. It's like some guys just fit better elsewhere. I don't know if he would have fit the abs great. I think he found a good situation for him, but um, I was going to mention, I'm going to give a little spoiler. I'm going to make an article on the abs trade deadline bingo card. I've actually already made the Love bingo it. card. Oh, okay. And um, we're going to see how many uh, get checked off the board when they do make their deadline trades. Perfect. So, um, and sort of getting into what you were talking about, Adrian, one of the squares is actually played with Crosby, which I think <laughs> <laughs> is oh, yeah. getting into that little McKinnon. And, oh, and another one was trains with McKinnon. Trains I actually McKinnon. already made this board too, so I'm not so making I... any changes. <laughs> so I, I, th- I think you're on the right track there where they're getting a little bit of influence <laughs> from, yeah. from that. But um, yeah, I also think like cheap veteran Lafferty makes sense. Um, I'm kind of interested in what happens with St. Louis because they actually have a lot of cheap depth players mm-hmm. and for them, it probably is smart uh, to pull the plug on this year because they could make so many trades and it goes beyond just O'Reilly and Tarasenko that like, uh, I don't know really how to say his name, Nolachari or something. I yeah, think he even Nolichari. scored oh, against Nolichari. the Avs. I, someone like him, I think they would love to have that brings a little bit of grit in the bottom six. I personally like Barbashev, even though he's the one that hurt Gerard last year. But I like yeah. I've always liked him like back to his draft year. I just think he's he's um like a good bottom six player. He scored sixty points last year. Not that you'd ever expect that again, but it means like he, he does bring offense. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, he's somebody that they could extend and keep around and sort of make sort of like a Lekkanen deal, even though he is on an expiring contract as UFA. So that'd probably be my target. Um, but I think for just a roster in general, I think the blues are going to have a lot of players like that, that could make sense. Now it's like, are they going to trade with the abs? That's the other thing is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they probably would hate to do that, but Ouch. you know, you know, if they're truly going to commit to just fire sailing all these guys, then they just need to move them. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at the bottom of the roster guys, can they be biased like that and not trade with the abs? So that's why I also think like the O'Reilly thing's not going to happen because a, they're not going to take a discount (laughs) from the abs to get O'Reilly. But when, when you're talking about like Nola, Nola Chari, you know, do they really care? Are they, can they just take, our this year's fifth that that is another square on the bingo card the 2023 fifth you know will they just take that and move on so we'll see i think the thing too with st louis is that they could have done this in 2019 when they were Mm -hmm. bottom of the western conference and then jordan bennington saved them and that was (laughs) the only time he saved them ever uh and now and won the stanley cup so i don't i don't know uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't I would like to think St. Louis would be sellers at the deadline, but I don't I, I still feel like they'd be like, yeah, oh, we can, we can compete. Jordan Bennington will lead the way. No, it <laughs> felt like that. Like I, I yeah. felt like I didn't want to write them off, but it, it they really have to just kind of do that. <laughs> this year. They, like, they do. But will they? I don't know. Yeah. GM's been dodging water bottles all week. Oh my gosh. 
sorry. I'm just terrible today. I can't help myself. But, <laughs> I, I um, think they're going to pull the plug at this point. Losing yeah, that last same. game to the Avs was just like, got, got, they got, had to have that one. But. And I think Tarasenko and, and his his uh, quotes as of late tell you everything you need to know, at least about his situation there. Because he said, I think in the All-Star game, he said, Vladdy doesn't know where Vladdy's going to go. So <laughs> that's a pretty good quote, though. I'm, that's that's going in the sports quotes Hall of Fame, if you ask me. But um, I, just moreover on kind of some of the people, the the teams you've talked about, it feels like every year the Avs and the Canadians make a trade that really favors the Avs. Um, <laughs> and then it also feels like that's a common theme with the Red Wings, that the Red Wings fleece somebody every year at least in the last couple of years. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I have my eye on the Avs making a deal that no one expects because that's always how it goes. It's always something that we're like, what? And then it always, or at least the last few have worked. So I'm optimistic. I, say, I think well, we could say that about surprised by a Montreal deal, Evgeny, Evgeny Dadanov's all right there waiting to mm-hmm. <laughs> move around the way. Um, yeah. That would be insane. I, I'm not pitching that for real. Um, if we have Evgeny Dadanov, that would be, I mean, masterclass by, by Chris McFarland. That's for sure. That'd be impressive. I mean, those those Canadian GMs, they love – they're very particular about specific players, and sometimes they'll do whatever it takes to get, like, one guy and think that it's 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 the next move. So we'll see. Can't wait Canadian teams Matthews. are more old like school. Right. I think they kind of have to abide by more, you know, code or whatever you want to call it, unwritten rules up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Like trade well, your goalie when um... you request it. <laughs> to your face. <laughs> well, Good way to make that um... full circle. Yeah, <laughs> perfectly done. Yes. Um, well, uh, speaking of making it full circle, at the beginning of the show, I said we would talk about the game tomorrow against Pittsburgh, and now we're going to do that. Um, <laughs> uh, we start on the road to coming back from the All Star break against uh, against the Penguins. Um, how do you guys? How do y'all feel about them coming out of this uh, this All Star break, hitting the ground strong or shaky game in Pittsburgh? What are you thinking? I'm a little terrified because of what happened after Christmas. Mm. And that was a three-day break. <laughs> this one was right. three times as long. Um, I, I also think that they know that this is a really important stretch. And they can take the returns of Byram and Nuke and use that to galvanize them. So I'm I'm kind of in both camps. I I'm a little bit worried because their starts all haven't been great. But if there's any time to to come out of the gates hot it's now so we'll see yeah Yeah. i have to agree with that Uh, evan what do you think yeah i did i didn't even think about the christmas break when who don't remind me of that (laughs) errors i did after the christmas break so um and obviously this team is at least not as injured as they were when they played arizona after the break um and the, the returns of byron and achushkin are obviously big as i mentioned earlier um so i hope they i hope they get out of the gate running and i i think that'll be the case um i think kind of the most interesting thing i'll be watching is how byram does um seeing 
how he gets on for the first time in in three months. Val, I'm not so worried about, but Byram's the one I I think the majority of the fan base is is going to be watching. Yeah, absolutely. I think he'll be pretty good. Like the first game, maybe a little rusty, but he's got young legs. I think. Yeah. I think uh, he's going to be pretty youth. good. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Adrian, what about you? You worried about tomorrow? Um, I'm only worried about coming out on the road against the Penguins and the Tampa Bay Lightning, like back-to-back, not back-to-back days, but in back-to-back games. Yeah, the first Just because, back, like, yeah. those teams in particular have a reputation of being, like, really professional on the end of things like this. And, like, you know, we've already alluded to the Avs, at least this season, haven't looked so good after a break. I do wonder, though, if this one shapes up differently just based on the fact that, like we've mentioned, guys are coming back from the break, which I think can be a component that really allows the mental reset in the mind of some of the guys who've been playing without these dudes on the roster, like a lot more than they did in the early part. It's like, oh, thank goodness. Particularly, I'm thinking of Eric Johnson. He's probably like, yeah, baby, my vacation just started. So, so. Um, that's kind of the thing. I think it, it has the potential to be kind of a shaky start, but it also has the potential to be, um, we start to see the avalanche roster, the way it was really designed to be employed. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of my take. What do you think as well? Um, you know, I think, I, th- I think I'm, I'm mostly just excited to see, uh, Byron back on the ice. Like, like everyone was saying, I think like, I'm, I'm almost not really worried about the results. Uh, just because right. the team is going to have uh, Byron back in the fold. It's going to have Nadushin back in the fold. It's going to be not, it's not really a new look. It's not really adjusting to anything dramatic, but, but I, I I'm more concerned to see like that some of the effort concerns that we had uh, pre prior to the break with the third periods looking shaky to start. And, and then obviously prior to the abs managing to win a couple games, there were some real effort concerns, especially in Chicago and some other games uh uh in the last month so i'm mo- more concerned about seeing everybody s- seeming to be pulling in the same direction for an entire 60 minutes than i am about the actual results against pittsburgh and tampa because like we've said uh pittsburgh and tampa are good teams they losing to eastern contenders is not as bad <laughs> as uh losing to like chicago and arizona yeah, so you know point. i think that's uh that's that's where I'm at with it. But I'm also I expect a win in Pittsburgh, to be perfectly frank. I expect that to be a win. And then Tampa is going to be a bit more of a challenge. Obviously, they were the opponents last year in the Stanley Cup final. Um, I I didn't really see the that final getting too heated in terms of like, uh, uh, you know, like players truly hating on each other or anything. But do you think there's any animosity left over from being opponents in, in the finals uh, for those two teams? Anything anything? Any, are we worried about any cheap shots out there in Tampa? No, I'm not worried. I mean, I I'll, it'll be let, a good let game. Me, let me interject though, just just to because I feel like people forget this, and I don't know. Maybe the take is where I'll understand the context for people, but mm. not a lot of rem- people remember Pat Maroon taking a very very hefty swipe at Josh Manson when the Avs That's did true. score the game winning goal in Game Six. Um, and it was on a play where none other than Pierre Belmar really was asking for a hook. To me, it looked like he grabbed it with his arm and then lost his edge 
and was actually cold yeah. going for a little bit of gamesmanship I that kind of blew up in his face. Um, but with that said, uh, just giving that little tidbit, do you, does that change your mind even a little bit, Evan? I forgot about that. Um, I don't think so. Just if Manson was playing, I think he, I think there may be like, maybe Manson would like get a chirp in or two or maybe a hit in or two, but with Manson out, I don't, I don't think that there's really going to be any purpose behind it. Yeah, McDermott could go for Maroon if he really wanted to, but you know, I I think Ben and I will try and have him play a little bit smarter than than yeah. that. So, and I don't necessarily um, mean like a like a drop it and center ice and take off the lids, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's like more to this game than there ever has been in a game between the Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning outside of the Stanley Cup Final. That okay, that yeah. that I'll that I'll agree with you with. Yeah, that, that one I will. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I think it's just like the Tampa Bay Lightning are still a measuring stick. You know, they are the the Avs may be the defending cup champions, but Tampa won back to back. The Tampa's Tampa's an incredible team. Still uh, and it what be, they did. Yeah, exactly. And it would be a, a crazy uh, it would be crazy not to take them seriously and put a little extra into that matchup. So uh, as far as animosity goes, no, but like uh, an extra level to the game. I think so. I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah. Jackie, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. I just, I don't think they've seen each other enough. I feel like a rivalry needs to build over time. So if they had played Tampa in like three straight cup finals or something, then you'd really feel it. But like, other than those six games they played, it wasn't really, there's never really been anything between those teams. So, um, but I agree with that. Like it probably is a little bit more than a regular season game, but I do think the team is going to focus more on, they have like Winnipeg and Minnesota and Calgary coming up. I think those might get a little bit more heated, but it, it's funny you bring up the anecdote about Pat Maroon. And I remember last year in the regular season, and it was fairly early in the season when Byram like on purpose tripped him after a whistle and he like lost his mind. He was so <laughs> upset, like the whole rest of the the game. It was just like Byram stuck a stick there and he just like <laughs> fell over after the whistle. He was so mad. <laughs> Bo being Bo. So, so um yeah just those little things that i think maybe people don't quite remember about what byram does so so it is funny that you bring up another incident with maroon so maybe yeah, that guy is going to be those. a little chippy <laughs> yeah. Yeah, i get that's, that that's i get a vibe from byram that he's too. like the class clown like he just he just like does the funny young kid stuff in the room all the time that's the vibe i get from byram i believe it i believe it yeah. Well, we're coming up on the end of our, our time here, but uh, before we get to sign-offs, uh, uh, do you all have any bold predictions for the week? Uh, Adrian, we'll start with you since you're at the top of my screen. Yeah, um, I wrote the script and totally forgot about my bold prediction, but now that I'm on <laughs> Man, the Man, I spot, picked you because I figured you wrote this script, yeah, so you're probably exactly. ready that for was, it. You thought that that was a safe <laughs> bet. How dare you? Um, but uh, no, I, I think I can come up with one on the fly. Um, I, I got one. Predict... I'll buy you t- give me some time i'm like the guy at the dinner at the table with the menu still in his hand (laughs) (laughs) um like it's got to be a byron bold prediction right so i think he's gonna score a goal nice okay starting out hard i'll piggyback it i'll piggyback it i think byron assists a nachushkin goal and we get the double whammy 
and those both happen in the same game? Sure, why not? <laughs> well, then they definitely would win. If both of those things happen in one game, I would 100% say they win. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? I'll say Byram fights Pat Maroon. No, <laughs> no, I don't think he can fight. I really don't yeah. want that. I really don't. <laughs> that, that, that's a bad pull prediction. I don't think anyone wants that one. Which is uh, giving him a Hori- Hori- trick, That's all. Evan, Evan, what about you? I was gonna say I was gonna go on the Byron team with everyone going on the Byron team. I'll go. I'll go with my second one. Um, and then it doesn't involve both Byron. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, two goals against his former team. I love Ooh. it. Love it. Like it. Yeah. Awesome. He well, played with Sidney Crosby. <laughs> he sure did. <laughs> and now there's he's another one. Nathan does Miko? Does Miko finally get a hat trick? Like he came so close. Oh my! It's like God. every game I go to, he would get like two. I'm like, I just want to see a hat trick. Come on! If and it happens, like it would two be two in the first period. Yeah. <laughs> if it happens, I think it would be against Florida. I don't think it would be against the Lightning or or the Penguins. I think it'd be against that. the Panthers on Saturday. You gotta get you gotta get Bobrovsky in that if you're gonna get a hat trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. That might happen. The Bobrovsky slander <laughs> continues. A very good goalie, a very overpaid player. Yes. Um, but uh, but that that's 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 it for today, y'all. Uh, thank you for tuning into the Mile High Hockey Lab. Uh, we are going live on Mondays every week now. Mondays at three thirty Mountain. Uh, mark it on your calendars. Be on YouTube. Be on Twitter. Uh, follow us. Pay attention to us. Love us. Uh, we'll be here for you. Um, definitely com- leave comments. Uh, if, if you if you say something interesting, maybe we'll read it. If you say something we don't like, you won't know. Nobody will know. So just say stuff. Um, we'll read it and blast you. <laughs> we'll read it. We won't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and and keep an eye out on on milehighhockey.com. We got plenty of good stuff coming your way. Uh, wh- uh, uh, game threads for chatting while you're watching the game and. Um, and yeah, uh, that's it for us. Thanks, y'all. Go ass. Mile high hockey lab.